Hello, hello, and welcome to, and welcome back to Toddler Purgatory. I'm one of your hosts, Blair Brooks. Hi, everyone. Molly Lloyd, thanks for uh, listening today. Thanks for coming back if you've heard us before. And if you're a new listener, uh, welcome to the jungle. Oh, and a jungle it is indeed today because we are talking about all the feels, Uh, all the mommy feels, especially... Guilt and rage. Yay! You know, those two little things they are like hiding under the ghost of Christmas presents robes. <laughs> Guilt and rage. But this <laughs> <is> a- <laughs> That's what they sound like. <laughs> they do the little demons underneath the jovial <laughs> ghost. Yes, we're talking about these two. Oh. Just wild feelings. You know, it's funny. Like, I thought I had experienced guilt before having a child, and I thought I had experienced rage, <laughs> but I hadn't. Oh, dummy. No, What you a didn't. dummy I was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's extremely common. You know, we, there's on a different thread on the What Fresh Hell Facebook page, someone chimed in. This was a, somebody had posted an episode suggestion about how you like fundamentally essentially change as a mother after you have a, <laughs> as a person after you become a mother. A listener named Chrissy said, motherhood has changed so much for me. I never could have anticipated the crushing anxiety, the weightiness of each decision, the deep down daily feelings of failing at it all. Yeah. That about sums it up. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> Buy our merch. <laughs> That is it. Just completely soul crushing at all times. Yep. You know, on top of everything that you have, as they call it, the mother load. Yep. It's like you get these two components of it that are just (sighs) real hard. Yep. Real hard to manage. And very real. And today we're going to be talking a lot about identifying what it is, commiserating because it is very, very common. And we're also going to offer some tools to some coping tools to be able to deal with these two very strong feelings within many of us much of the time. Also, we should mention, Blair, yes. while you were doing the research, what were you also dealing with in your own life? Speaking of mom feels. It was my child's first day of kindergarten. And as I read, the copious amounts of articles that there were on mom guilt and rage, I cried from 8 a.m. Till 2 p.m., the exact amount of hours that he was in school. There it is. So I got to do a little bit of research and cry my way through it. So I think it was actually very cathartic for me. And hopefully we'll be able to get through this without crying. (laughs) Doubt it. (laughs) Doubtful. So let's, for all of our listeners and ourselves even, let's define what the heck is mom guilt. I mean, I think we all have an idea. We feel it in our guts when it's happening. Yeah. What'd you find out, Blair? Okay. Whether you've heard of mom guilt or not. So mom guilt is simply... That pervasive feeling of not doing enough as a parent and not doing things right or making decisions that may mess up your kids in the long run. There it is. Yeah, quote unquote mess up, right? Like, yeah, quote unquote mess up. Oh, yeah. And it is what we feel and it comes on. Listen, it comes on during pregnancy, right? It's like the minute you find out that you're pregnant, there's all these things that you shouldn't, shouldn't do. And then that just starts immediately. Uh, pasteurized cheese, sushi, you know, all, all the things. Sulfate. In your face stuff. Yeah. <laughs> right? Sulfates? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, You're not yeah, supposed yeah. to use. Yeah. Don't drink alcohol, of course. Don't smoke, you know, the obvious ones. But there it is. And it just, it starts that relentless train of mom guilt. Right. 
I found this really interesting article, The Worst Kind of Mom Guilt, New York Times by Jessica Gross. Shout out to her. And it was the article basically talked about how she refuses to have any mom guilt about Halloween costumes. (laughs) We all go through that. But she had this interesting psychiatrist, Dr. Pooja Lakshman, a clinical assistant professor of psychiatry at George Washington University. And they said that guilt doesn't have to be a compass. It can be just a feeling that you feel and it sucks. That's what a doctor said. Just so you know, (laughs) that's how serious this is, is that a clinical psychologist says that mom guilt sucks. Sucks. (laughs) They are not wrong. But it doesn't have to be a moral judgment on your behavior. How do we stop that? Because it does feel, and nobody is making me feel guilty. No. I am making me feel guilty, right? Because of the expectations I put on myself, because of that feeling of, and you're absolutely right. The moment you get pregnant, you are saying to yourself, oh, good. Now an opportunity has come for me to ruin someone else's life. (laughs) We don't think, oh my gosh. Welcome, baby. Welcome, baby. (laughs) I hope I don't ruin your life. Whereas we should be framing it as, I'm so excited for this opportunity to give you, you know, opportunities in life to feed your intellect, to feed your experiences, you know, within our means and that kind of thing. But like, but we don't look at that. We don't look at the beauty that we're going to bring to this kid's life. Of course, we do sometimes we're in the best of times. But in the worst of times, we think, what am I going to do to screw up this kid's life? Yeah. And it's a terrible feeling. It grips your heart and your stomach. It's gripping my stomach right now. I can feel my (laughs) diaphragm tightening. Along with that, in a lot of these articles that I read, it was all about societal pressure. And societal judgment and the things that we do in judging each other and how we mom our children. And so it's all like self-inflicted via how we're judged in our society. Or how we think we're being judged, too. That's the other thing is like we put this crazy pressure on ourselves because we assume everybody outside of us is looking at us and thinking, why is that mom raising her voice? Well, you know why? Because... (laughs) This is, it's 11 a.m. and we've been Mm -hmm. up since five hours and it's been nothing but hard times, right? Mm -hmm. But you're only Mm -hmm. seeing me in this moment. Mm -hmm. And we're comparing that to the best picture that an Instagram influencer chose today of them and their perfect family. I don't know how their curls are so perfect that early. Full makeup, tutu, God bless. I don't know how they do it, but it's their job. That's why they do it, because it's their job. Because they're getting paid. Oh, right. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're comparing ourselves on in our worst moments to people who are paid to look and sound and do all the right things online in their best moments. And that, of course, we can attribute to just internet culture in general, social media culture in general. But it is pervasive. You know, I have to say, though, the one thing that and it's a lesson I learned for myself about judgment. This is a little off the rails, but I think it's pertinent, if you will. Molly, you know this because you're an actor. You know how when you're, you have an audience and they're so quiet, they don't laugh. You just seem like you feel as though they're judging you mm-hmm. or they're not enjoying themselves. And you get the panic sweats on stage. Sure. I sure do know what that feels <laughs> like. Thank you so much. A blanket of sweat. You get hot pits. Yeah. <laughs> and then what happens Show ends, curtain closes, whatever. You're just like, oh, and you beat yourself up, right? Sure. And you're just like, oh, that was the worst thing ever. All right, let me just, you know. And then you go out into the lobby 
And everyone is like, that show was the bee's knees. And you're like, what? And it always is a lesson for me in that you never know how people are absorbing the energy, right? You never know how people are taking in what they're seeing in front of them, right? You never know how people are reacting to your performance or how you're walking in life. Right. Yeah. That's always, every time I think about like, whenever I get like hard judgment head, that's like something I always think of. So we've touched on mom guilt. So what about mom rage, which I'm also incredibly familiar with? (laughs) I know it well. I know it well. Yeah. So mom rage is the colloquial term for unrestrained anger. Many women experience during pregnancy, postpartum, and beyond. How fun is that? (sighs) But it's so much more powerful to feel angry and rageful than to touch the vulnerability of what lies behind it. How dare they look inside of me? (laughs) Woo! I feel seen, but not in a good way. Yeah. It is such a sharp feeling, the depths of this person who can change everything. Yeah. My child is my life, right? We know this. We say this to ourselves. This is true. The best thing that's ever happened to me, the best person I know. And boy, oh boy, it's unrelenting sometimes. And all of a sudden I feel something switch in me. Yeah. That is like, I feel like a tiger (laughs) being let out of their cage, right? But not a tiger mom, not like Mm -mm. someone who's encouraging their child and, you know. (laughs) There's no encouragement here. No. And I, the other day I even said to my son, I'll be right back. I have to go scream into a pillow. And for some (laughs) reason that made us laugh so hard and it totally broke the tension because that's what it is. It's a buildup. I feel like I could, you know, snap a tire iron over my knee right now. It's like, (gasps) ah. (laughs) Oh, Yeah. And that's what it is. It's, you know, what does rage look like for a lot of people? It's fury. That's a word we don't use often, but we feel often. You're yelling, you're crying. And this is you. This isn't your kid. This is you. Mm -hmm. You're yelling, you're crying, you're screaming. You're feeling as if you're in that quote unquote dark place or you see red. Mm hmm. We've been there. We have. And did you know that one in nine moms experience some form of postpartum depression, anxiety, but anger may not be the first that we think of. And we're far more likely to imagine the postpartum depression, anxiety as persistent feelings of sadness and numbness. But uh, uh-uh, it's anger. It's anger's part of it. It's anger, babies. I definitely get it. Hey, when we come back, we're going to dip into this a little more and talk about some ways that we all collectively as parents and especially as moms can have some tools to be able to deal with our mom guilt and our mom rage. For me, rule number one, try and stay off Instagram. You know what I mean? We'll be right back. When you bring your child home for the first time, you want a baby monitor you can trust. When you choose Stork, you choose technology trusted to monitor 10 million babies in hospitals every year. Stork continuously tracks your baby's pulse rate, oxygen saturation, and temperature. Visit MassimoStork.com to learn more. Stork, a revolutionary baby monitor, is born. Stork is not a medical device. Read and understand all product labeling. Massimo data on file. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. 
with sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends. At Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. Welcome back. We are talking about all those fun feelings of rage and guilt that we moms just love to just snuggle up in. <laughs> like a spiky cold blanket from H-E double hockey sticks. <laughs> yes. Uh, good. Listen, it feels good to laugh about it because sometimes we're just overcome and overwhelmed by these very overwhelming feelings. We were talking a little bit about rage and I found this. Actually, Molly sent this to me a while ago and I couldn't even get through it because it was so on the nose. It was so on the nose and so on the nose in such a real way that I felt like someone was in the room just like staring at me and shaking their head. And I was like, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. The article was in the Times, New York Times and by Mina Dubin. And it's called The Rage Mothers Don't Talk About. And wowie wow. Part of it was talking about how mother rage is not appropriate. Again, the whole judgment thing. And we're supposed to be martyr-like in our practice and patience. (laughs) Woo! Yes. Oh, sure. Uh, We're not supposed to want to yell egregiously loud at our children. And we hide these urges because we're afraid of judgment. Yay. Possibly our own. <laughs> Ain't that it. Right. And we feel the need to qualify our anger and rage. Ooh, that hit. We feel the need to qualify our rage and anger so not to shame ourselves and the lack of love we have for our children. Come on. You just got so impassioned Ooh. by that that you hit the microphone. <laughs> Did I? Oh, my God. I love it, though. You were like, smash, bang. Oh. Oh. Your studio was busted. And then... It says that this only leads to loneliness and debilitating shame. Jeez. And then how the heck are we supposed to be mothers through debilitating shame and loneliness? Come on! It's too much! It's too much. We're not allowed to have feelings. We're not allowed to have feelings. And yet we have to bloom and grow and garden these humans to be able to. Yep. I quit. Uh, You know what? I quit. Thanks, y'all. You know what? Toddler purgatory. I'm descending. Bye. (laughs) But you can't. As a mother, you must ascend. We can't quit. So how do we deal with it? Geez, you know, it's so funny. Like, I noticed that. Wow. I don't think I've ever said this out loud. Mm -mm. I think that one of the sources of my mom rage when I have it Mm. is the fact that I can't reason with my child. And it seems like when I try or when I do the calm things, when I do the right things, quote unquote, sitting with them, giving them space, all the things we try to let their feelings flow through them like a river and nothing I'm saying or doing is impacting them. And I need to see something work. I get to this point where I'm like, but I need to affect you in some way because you are affecting me. Yes. It is relentless. It is relentless. And I remember one time, this is the thing I don't think I've ever said out loud, when my son was probably three or so, and it was just boom, 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 relentless for 45 minutes or something, an extended amount of time. 
And I just, I remember this voice coming out of my, the depths of my stomach. And I didn't yell at him, but it was a deep growl. I said something normal, quote, you know, whatever normal is, but I, I wasn't swearing. I wasn't yelling, but my voice got so deep because I, it's like something clicked in my head. And I said, I have to do something different. If nothing changes, nothing changes. But it wasn't a conscious thought like that. I felt this instinctual need to affect him. Yes. Because he was affecting me. Yes. Yeah. And he needed to stop, you know, and it might have even been the word stop. Yes. And I just remember essentially a growl coming out and his constant barrage of whatever it was, kicking or yelling or screaming or crying or whatever the thing was that was relentless had finally worn me down to the point where I had a voice come out of me that I don't know that I had ever heard before. <laughs> Didn't know you owned. Oh. <laughs> and it might have been even stop it, you know, but deeper and filled with the true anger that I was feeling. And I wasn't in his face. It wasn't, you know, in any way. It just, this voice came out of me and it stopped him in his tracks and he started to cry. It's okay. <laughs> oh my God. It's okay. There it is. Yeah. Ugh, it sucked. It sucked. I'll never forget it. And so that's what I'm talking about. Like, I'll never forget it because I'm going to carry that shame. Mm-hmm. Because that's, that's what, what we is. do. We carry the shame with us for the rest of our lives. And we sit in this like lonely little space, right? Because we're also, because we're judging ourselves so hard. Oh, I, to this day... Regret it, yeah. you know. But you're only human, right? God. And also, you know what? He's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that also helps. The kid's fine. Guess what? He's completely okay. And he snapped out of it because guess what? My rage kind of sort of worked. <laughs> <laughs> because it was only one moment in time. Because all of the other things or most of the other things that I'm doing are fine. You know, in that yes. I had one moment where... This thing came out of me. This voice came out of me. Where Rhonda Rage showed up. <laughs> you know what, Rhonda? I'm going to show you the door, Rhonda Rage. <laughs> yeah, Rhonda Rage was just like, hey. Yeah. She yeah. just like was hanging out in the window where I was like cooling a pie because the door was locked. And she's like, I'm going to come in through the window. <laughs> and I'm like, Rhonda, get out of here. Listen, I was always that person before children. Whenever I would hear of... And listen, this may be super, super unpopular, but I have to let, listen, my stream of conscience is this. And I know some other listeners are out there and thinking this as well. At least I hope. <laughs> We're going to find out. <laughs> before children, and I still feel this way, before children, I always had that, how could anyone hurt their child? Oh, yeah. How, having become a mother, however, and experienced my pal, Rhonda, but not my friend, Rhonda Rage. Yep. I have seen that very scary glimmer of a weight. I kind of sort of get it. Right. Not that I would ever, please no, not that I think, but because I am human and I have been brought to the complete and total edge of every patient fiber that I have. I've been like, whew, mm, okay. And my empathy is there for sure. It's scary. And your reason and general mental stability keeps you from doing yes. an extreme thing. Absolutely. I'm blessed. I am surrounded by great people. I have a very awesome husband. You know what I mean? So it's like, those are the factors. But when I was younger, I was like, oh, how could you? Right? 
Now I'm like, oh, wait, so many things have to be surrounding you. So many things have to be in place and balanced and balanced for you not to let Rhonda Rage become drive the bus, drive the bus for sure. So what do we do besides, you know, relying on our general mental stability and able to reason (laughs) and able to like go back to zero, go back to reset, essentially reset. Reset, yeah. What are some tools that we can turn to? We need some coping mechanisms here, right? Yeah. Because we all are feeling this and we never want to cross the line. So how do we keep ourselves in a healthy, productive place where we can be there not only for our kids, but for ourselves? Well, here's the thing. I found this one article from Motherly. Shout out to Motherly. Motherly always has some really, really great I agree. articles. This one is called Mom Rage is Real, and it's a sign that a mother's needs aren't being met. Woo! Say that again, Motherly. Yeah. And the number one thing is how can we turn guilt and rage into value? Because mm. people need to feel valued. When we feel valued as a parent, we become, researchers have found, more confident in our compromises. Ooh, I thought you were going to say in our parenting, in our compromises is, that's powerful. That is powerful. Yes. More confident in our compromises. And then once you feel valued, right? Once we feel the value ourselves, then Rhonda Rage avoids us. Mm. Rhonda Rage is going to be like, oh, girl, you're one of them. You love yourself. You feel valued. Ugh, bye. Right? Slam. Slam. Slam the door. Slam the window on her fingers as she tries to crawl in past my cooling pie. That sounded like a euphemism, but it wasn't. I'm just going back to my metaphor from earlier. Yes. So feel value. So remember our value. So a tool we can take away from this is even in those moments where we're getting to the edge, remember our value, build our value. Remember your value. Yeah. Know your value. And also going back to Dr. Pooja, she says that saying no is also part of self-care. So that's saying no to certain behaviors that your child is displaying that's causing you to feel rageful or guilty. Listen, here's the thing too. Our children, it should be called kidipulating. Kidipulating. Not manipulating. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Because it's not a man. It's kids. Kids are the master manipulator. Listen, they know how to get to us. They know because they don't have the words. They don't have the emotional intelligence yes, yet. But what they do have is a very loud voice and infinite water that comes from their eyes. From their, a little <laughs> thing called tear ducts. And they also know that they hold our hearts. I mean. They hold our hearts. They, they are. They, and they know it. And I think that's one thing we can look at too, which is so hard in the moment. But in the moment, One tool we might use is to say to ourselves, this is going to sound impossible, but I honestly sometimes say, take a minute, go in the bathroom, close the door. Yep. Your kid can scream and cry on the other side of the door for one minute while you get your, you know what, together. And you Mm -hmm. say to yourself, the reason they're doing this is because they feel comfortable with me. Yes. Enough to show me all of them, to show me every part of them. Ah, so. Absolutely. How lucky am I? That's the good thing. If your kids freak out in front of you, thank God. Thank God they have you. 
thank God they have you. And thank God that they feel comfortable now. Now, now we have to be the adult and set up the <laughs> <Boo>. boundaries. <laughs> but <laughs> that's what I say to all that. Yeah. But at least being able to, again, they're not emotionally intelligent. They're emotionally dummies. But at least they're emotional. Yeah. And they are expressing yeah. that. And they're and they they're wanting you to hold that mm-hmm. preciously for them. <sighs> I know. It's exhausting. Oh. <laughs> it's it is so exhausting. What are some other tools in the moment that we can use? It, here's something that I would like to say, Blair. Maybe in, in your research you found something like so. When we're doing that thing, we're on the playground, we're sitting in the, on the bench, and we're watching our kid, and we're looking at our kid. We're comparing and despairing, right? Or we're flipping through Instagram and seeing these seemingly perfect children who are just playing out in the wilderness and becoming more emotionally. <laughs> Sensitive. I don't know. We're comparing and despairing, even though our kids are, we think they are the best in the world. And you know what they are? They're the best kids in the world for us. And that's why we were given them, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. But we are also human. So what can we do? What is some self-talk that we can use to get ourselves out of it? Sort of like when we're finding ourselves looking down the barrel of mom rage and we take a minute and we take a breath and we give ourselves some physical space to say, I'm so lucky that my kid has this impact on me because it means I'm open, I'm vulnerable, and they trust me, right? Yep, yep. So we have this tool. We have this mantra that we can say. Is there something like that that we can do in those moments of mom guilt where we're saying, I'm sure I'm screwing my kid up in some way. I didn't do enough for him or her. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing enough for him or her. I can't do it all. How do I make sure that I'm not impacting my kid's life negatively? Well, Perfect. Because I found a beautiful list of things that we can do in one of my articles. And it was like, as soon as I started reading it, it was a breath of fresh air. I was like, oh, good. These are things that I can definitely do. And we're going to impart those to you when we return. So come on back. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're, Amy, more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of TILT is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the TILT Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. 
I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. And now, how you feel before you're a mom versus how you feel after you're a mom. From Toddler Purgatory, before being a mom. Ugh, what is wrong with that mom? Can't she control her children? Ugh. After being a mom. OMG, thank God it's not my kid this time. Oh, I see you, sister. Hang in there. You got this. Before being a mom. A place for everything and everything in its place. After being a mom. Yeah, I don't know. If you want to sit on the couch, just put that half-eaten plate of food on top of that pile of laundry. I get. I, I haven't gotten around to tidying up this month. Get off my back. Before being a mom. I have to get dental work and I'm dreading it. After being a mom. A full hour of laying down with no kids. I'll take it even if it does involve the double root canal. Let's do this. Before being a mom. Ugh, I hate commercials. After being a mom. And the two kids who were just fighting over the pudding decided to work together and share the pudding. It was so touching. I was like, oh, no, those are everybody's kids, you know? You need to see it. I, just, I can't stop crying. <laughs> this has been How You Feel Before Your Mom versus How You Feel After Your Mom. From Toddler Purgatory. Welcome back. We are talking about rage and guilt. Our old friends, <laughs> rage and guilt. Rage and guilt. But listen, what we're going to do now is we're going to talk about how we can just stop these feelings right at the front door and look them dead in the face and say, not today. <laughs> no, no, no. Not today. Not today. I'm not going to do this to myself, which is what it is, right? We are doing this to ourselves. Absolutely. So I found this really great list on that same motherly article. So good. And we'll post all these articles in the show notes. Yes, we shall. So we'll go through this and then we'll like hit the points. But acknowledge it. Talk about it. Sit with it. Anticipate it. Redirect it. And then get help. Okay, let's unpack it. Let's start with number one. That's right. So acknowledge it. Know that it's there. And don't let it creep up and get you. Yeah. And I think that in acknowledging it and knowing it, that's where, too, you can check in with your value. Right? Yeah. I am a valued, amazing, dope human. And I'm acknowledging that this is how I feel right now. But it ain't going to overcome. Hold it out in front of you before it goes in your heart, like a floating, glowing orb from like a sci-fi movie. Exactly. And say, oh, I see you. Oh, hello, old not friend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is what's happening. Exactly. Yeah. And then talk about it. So you talk to your spouse if you can. You talk to your other parent friends. Mm-hmm. You talk to your friend friends, those with or without kids, you know, your homies, your down homies. Yep. And then you find a therapist. If you have a therapist, yeah, talk to them as well. Talking it out helps so much. You know who's not on this list? Who? Your kids. Mm. Don't talk to your kids about your rage or your guilt. Right? Yeah, that's interesting. I did, you know, you are right. Yeah. I'm rarely wrong, Molly. <laughs> okay, simmer down. Uh, okay, Jersey. Uh, 
But here's the thing. I do want to show the flip side of that, which is I don't think it's wrong. It's never wrong to apologize. No, absolutely not. Because it models for your children, hey, I have feelings too. And I am not always, you know, able to control them as much as I would like to. But a gift is to have and show self-control. I'm sorry for, you know, my yelling. The first thing I did when I had that tough moment two years ago that I'll never forget is, you know, I hugged my son and I said, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that I lost control. That happens to mommy and daddy sometimes, too. You know, we're going to get through this. So even though I don't talk to my son about, you know, the deep set feelings, you know, (laughs) of parenthood and postpartum depression, I do think that we can acknowledge what's going on to our kids and to teach them how to deal with it when they're out of control as well. Totally. And take that also when you're in the heat of the rage Mm -hmm. or you're in the depths of the guilt, take that moment to and the next one actually is sit with it. Mm. Feel your feels and let that vulnerability just kind of wash over you so that you can go back to your kid and give them that apology or that talk that they need. Yeah. Taking that minute or two to yourself in the moment may feel hard or impossible, but it is an investment that will benefit you. And put it into practice because then it'll start showing up in different parts of your life. and You'll be like, oh, right. Self-care just isn't a hot bath. I mean, a hot bath. I'm not going to turn my nose up at that. I mean, listen, a hot bath with a nice bath bomb. Come on. I mean, I'll of course, it. of course. I'll take that but yes, positive self-talk is self-care. Taking a minute to let your yeah. feelings flow through you like a river. Acknowledging to your children that they are not responsible for your reactions to them. Like, well, they're a little responsible. (laughs) But I, okay, how do I say this? Yeah, I get it. I I know what you mean. Yeah, like, they're not in charge of my reactions. I am. Yes, yes. I am in charge of my own behavior. Yes. Had you not acted, we don't want them to carry the shame or the pressure, the guilt on their shoulders of, oh, what I do is what made mommy act that way. Right. No, mommy made mommy act that way. So we need to have the tools to be able to monitor our own reactions. Oh, adulting is so fun. Oh, every bone in my body hurts right now just talking about this. (laughs) Here's something under-anticipated that I did not think of. And this is solid gold. Ready? Yeah. When anticipating it doesn't mean like, oh, here it comes. Right? Uh Uh-oh. Rhonda, the dam's busted. Rhonda, is that Here comes the river. Oh, come on in. Uh, I can't hide this. <laughs> it's not anticipating Rhonda showing up. It's actually knowing that anger is a secondary emotion. You may feel abandoned, embarrassed, or betrayed first. <gasps> oh, then anger is oh, a secondary emotion. Anger is a secondary emotion. So when you're in that rage, when you're in that dark place, when you all you see is red rats... Yeah. Just know that there was a lot of stuff probably before that. Yes. Or just one thing before it, right? (gasps) Frustration, helplessness. Yes. Loneliness. Confusion. Confusion. How many times has, has your kid, okay, like I mentioned in the past segment, my daughter calling pants bad guys, right? Oh, yeah. In in a previous episode. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. My daughter calls pants bad guys. Those first few days when this little girl would only call pants bad guys and I'm trying to get her out of the house and she's screaming at me. Oh, I remember that. Yes. Bad guys. I want my bad guys. I'm like, what 
are you talking about? That's what my Ronda Rage sounds like. But confusion. I was confused mm-hmm. first. And impatient and stressed out. And impatient. So tired. And tired. And tired. I'm exhausted. Why Do can't you, you not know that? <laughs> Go get your bad guys. Yes. Bad guys are people that rob banks. They don't go on your legs. <laughs> Memories all alone. God. Anywho. Great. So this is what we're doing. We right. are holding it up in front of us like a golden orb in a sci-fi movie. And we're saying, ah, here it is. Here's the guilt yep. or here's the rage. I see you. I see that it's happening and I'm acknowledging you. Right. Then we are taking a breath. We're taking some self-care and some self-talk. We're taking a breath, taking a moment. It's worth it. When you're not in the middle of a guilt session or rage session, or even if you are, especially in guilt session, try to talk to somebody. I would also like to throw in there the power of journaling. Oh, I was just about to say. Okay, go. There is one last one. Redirect it. And journaling is one of the suggestions. Leaving the room, taking deep breaths. Maybe instead of thinking, oh, my kid cries about everything. How about thinking... My kid's having a hard time right now, and I just need to go take a breath, come back, and I'll figure it out. And hopefully by then, both of us will have had enough oxygen (laughs) intake that we can talk about it or we can figure out what the problem is. So you know what? I am really mad right now, but I'm going to go right down in my journal. I'm going to go right down in the journal that I got from Home Goods with cute pin. So cute. So cute. But yeah, take a minute, work it out, and then when you can... Yeah, talk to somebody, talk to a therapist if you need to, uh, you know, and most of us need to. Uh, (laughs) And if you don't have anyone to talk to in that moment or need a place to put it, put it, write it down, write it in a journal, record it on your phone. Yes, on a voice memo. If you like the sound of your own voice, we clearly do. (laughs) Sometimes I hear my own voice and I'm like, who is that? Why? Who would ever have a voice like that? Oh, that person's me. I want to sound like (laughs) Kathleen Turner, but I'm really more of like... A cross between Minnie Mouse and Janet from Friends. I'm like, wow. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> and then once we talk about it, then we're going to sit with it. Just sit, sit, sit in your feels. Let that vulnerability wash over you. Anticipate it. Remember, anger ain't the first thing, babies. Anger ain't the first thing. And then redirect it. Redirect it in some sort of way through finding your breath. Most especially, you'll be able to redirect it and kick Rhonda to the curb. And also, yeah, let's not take away from the fact that sometimes people, listen, stress, anxiety, depression, postpartum issues really, really mess with our hormones. If you feel as though this is messing with your quality of life, then get help from a medical professional. Listen, BetterHelp, one of our sponsors, such a great source. Yes, Get yourself some help. There are qualified professionals who get paid to do what they do, and they really do help. Don't let that guilt and shame overcome you to make you think that you are alone and you can't get through it yourself. You can. You can. I want to bounce back to one other thing you said, which was... Saying no is also a form of self-care. Like, Mm, mm -hmm. don't be afraid to say no to your to the behaviors that are, you know, triggering these feelings in you. Mm -hmm. The other thing you can say no to is your own mind, (laughs) your own behaviors. One thing I read recently said, avoid the bragging game. And I think that's a good example of like things that we can engage in 
inadvertently. Yes. We're all seeking connection. We all, you know, we did a previous episode on mom tribes and parent posses and something like 70% of moms say that they get so much of their support from their mom tribes, from their mom groups. Mm -hmm. But there's also a negative side to those. So if you find yourself on the playground chatting it up and we're all so excited and desperate for connection and it becomes the bragging game, it becomes, oh, my kid walked this time. Oh, my kid. Oh, developmentally, my child blankety blank. Take care of yourself first. Yeah. Because if that's the kind of thing that does put you into a place of guilt or shame, I give you permission to walk away Mm -hmm. because you have to. And I know I battle myself with being so grateful for any connection with other adults when we're in the middle of Kidsville, right? But if it's a negative connection or the conversation has gone there... Politely excuse yourself or impolitely screw it. Take care of you. Yeah. Walk away. Say, oh, oh, my gosh, I just realized I have to check my aim. A.I.M. Who does aim? Oh, I got to check my instant messages. I got to check my aim. I got to go check my AOL message. (laughs) Good old AOL is on the line. But yeah, just make up an excuse to walk away. See it. Identify it and go. Okay. Yeah. All right. It is in my control to be able to walk away from that kind of thing. For me personally, it's Instagram. Try to find good things about the Instagram accounts that you follow. And if any of them bring you to a mom guilt place, unfollow. Unfollow. You don't have to keep that stuff. Yep. If you find yourself in the compare and despair game, Mm. walk away from the game. Howdy. It's in your control. And also the whole bragging thing, too. It could also be that negative bragging, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, your kid had their fourth meltdown today. Well, mine's had its ninth, right? Who needs a tequila? I mean, granted, that's me. But listen, we can get ourselves into that cyclical, like, negative bragging thing, too. So listen, I think the biggest takeaway today for me, Blair, is that there's so many. Yeah, but I would say it's really great to be able to. Pull yourself out of a negative situation, a guilt-ridden situation. Yeah. When you're in the center of the storm and the mm. rate you see the rage coming, identify it. Give yourself a minute, a moment of self-care. Even if it's going in the bathroom, closing the door, sitting on the toilet and deep breathing, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever you have to do, scream into a pillow mm-hmm. and say, okay, I am valued in life. And even in this moment, I have value. Yes. And it's me. I value me. Yeah, I value me. And my kid does too, even though I'm not seeing it right now. Right. For me, it was the, my biggest takeaway was that it's not anger first. It's usually something else that's been pent up and bottled up and anger is what comes out. So I have to make sure that I'm like checking in with myself, which is not always easy. Oh, for sure. Checking in on myself being like, what are you feeling right now? That's like leading you into like impatient zone that will eventually lead and lead, lead, lead to Rhonda knocking on your door, you know? So that was like a big takeaway. This whole conversation has been such a big takeaway for me. Yes. And I think that the internet and, you know, the access that we have to each other right now is a blessing and a curse. On the one hand, we have things like therapists available, <laughs> you know, over <laughs> right. apps, essentially, which is incredible. But also we have access into other people's lives who are getting paid to make their lives look perfect. Y'all. So just remember that, like that shake that they're making their kid, they got paid to make that shake. Even if they don't put hashtag ad on the bottom, they are working towards that. And we cannot compare ourselves to them. That produces an enormous amount of mom guilt in me. And I'm not going to do it anymore. Any accounts that I follow, 
I've already unfollowed them, frankly, because I've been able to identify, hold that thing in front of me that says, this is not bringing me joy, not to Marie Kondo it or anything, but like, this is not sparking joy. Let's go towards the joy rather than the guilt. Mm-hmm. And tell Ronda Rage. Yes. Tell Ronda Rage, kick her to the curb because we're in control. And also know that you're human and show yourself, give yourself some space and some grace. Mm-hmm. That's all you can do. And know that your pals Molly and Blair definitely value you. Yep, for sure. When you're in that boat, look around that boat. Look around. Because <laughs> we're all in it, especially me and Blair are like, hi, we're in the boat too. Um, <laughs> so we, I hope that today we've given you guys, first of all, some compassion, some company. More than anything. Yes. And also some tools to be able to deal with the very common feelings of mom guilt and mom rage. We'll link those articles. They're really great if ever you need something to come back to. And now we dig you guys. And we thank you so much for being here. Join us again next time. Listen, follow, like, subscribe to Toddler Purgatory wherever you listen to podcasts. And uh, go easy on yourself. See you next time. Real truth alert. Pregnancy, birth, and having a baby isn't all sunshine and rainbows. I wish it were. But the reality is that many people struggle and suffer through this time without the right help or even knowing what they're dealing with. I'm perinatal psychologist Dr. Katayun Kayeni, also known as Dr. Kat. My podcast, Mom and Mind, aims to shine a light on the difficult reality that so many hopeful and new parents experience and raise the volume on how we can better support mental health which is a big part of our overall health. Episodes include personal stories from people who have healed through things like pregnancy and postpartum anxiety, depression, PTSD, and so much more. I also talk with specialists and experts who explain and educate on these conditions. All of this to support parents to know that they are not alone, that healing is possible, and there are resources that can help you today. Listen into Mom and Mind and walk with me through the world of perinatal mental health. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory. Two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And this is our new podcast, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. What happens when your creative spark just seems to disappear? Gone. Poof. Bye. See ya. What happens when life gets in the way of your creativity instead of nourishing it? That's what happened to Molly and me. We felt like the thing that drove us creatively stopped working and impending doom had in fact impended. Totally. So we decided to do something about it. And that was steal ideas about getting unstuck from the most creative people we can find. We talked to guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. And we're not just talking Bob Ross type paint on paper artists here, though we talk to them too. We're talking to actors, creative directors, dancers, and people who are working hard to be their best creative selves in a world that can sometimes feel real uncreative. We all have something to teach each other, so let's steal their ideas together. Join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Pandemics, school calendars, world events, lack of sleep, oh, get out of their life gunk, and let's get back to your best creative self. Subscribe to Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. You're not going to want to miss an episode. 
Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking it.